remember I had this on you. How do you want that cook? Not to a crisp or bloody as hell. You want me to hold the chicken? I want you to hold it between your knees. And to drink. Ta-da. This is Bill. He's been a waiter for three years since he left Penn State. He had to get work. He likes the town. He paints toy soldiers and he's gay. Give us a bottle of your finest champagne. Five shirt cocktails and some bread for my brother. Hey everyone, it's Matt Knudsen and welcome to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. I am back, everybody. I uh, just got back from the road. I was doing stand-up comedy in uh, San Francisco, Las Vegas, uh, Salt Lake City, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Denver. I was out there doing the uh, High Plains Comedy Festival. Albuquerque, New Mexico, Scottsdale, Phoenix. Uh, I was on. I was gone for about three weeks. I had a fantastic time. If you would like to see um, what I was kind of doing a little bit, uh, give me a follow on Instagram. Uh, it's at Matthew M A T T H E W Knutson. Matthew Knutson. I took a picture a day. So if you want to see my tour shrunk wrap into still images. Give me a follow on Instagram. So, um, as I said earlier, I actually meant to post the episode that you're about to listen to from the road, but alas, I forgot the audio recording on a hard drive at home. So, um, instead of having this go out from the road, uh, it just became a, um, a two-week hiatus for the Grabbing Lunch podcast. Nevertheless, uh, this was a great episode. It was with uh, Jimmy Schubert. And Bronston Jones. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I know I did. And um, and then I'm going to get back into some live recordings I did at the uh, uh, High Plains Comedy Festival. And uh, I'm trying to think. No, that's, that's about it. That's coming out next week. So in the meantime, Jimmy Schubert is fantastic. He's a comics comic, uh, which means... All the comedians go and see Jimmy when he's on stage. He's a force of nature. He is hilarious. He's a great guy. Uh, You've seen him this year on uh, Last Comic Standing, as well as a thousand and one other television credits. You can learn more about Jimmy Schubert and catch his tour schedule at his website, jimmyschubert.com. That is J-I-M-M-Y-S-H-U-B-E-R-T. He's also on Twitter, at Jimmy Schubert. And... Just so you know, who's who, as we sit around the table, FYI, Jimmy Schubert, sounds like this. It's so funny because people think they're comedians out here. I go, could you go into fucking Kansas City? And would that act make it again? And no, I'm just saying Kansas City, but I mean, right. Chicago or anywhere. Insert name of city. I'm dropping yeah. 20 bucks a ticket. Right. Sometimes 25, depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. And you fucking laugh. Yeah. You're going to laugh. And if you're fucking, you know... They want to laugh. I mean, I like to, you know, have that fucking blue collar approach to it. Go to work, and, you know, go up and make them laugh. Make them laugh. I think that's good advice for anyone involved in the comedy industry. Make them laugh. Okay, uh, my other guest is Bronston Jones. Bronston is a becoming a regular fixture at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I believe he's actually there right now. Uh, when he's not a international comedian, he also does a fantastic show here in Los Angeles. It's called The Comedy Underground at, uh, at this place called uh, the Venice Underground. It's actually in Venice, and 
It's every Wednesday night. It's one of the best shows in L.A. It's live stand-up comedy and then followed immediately by a burlesque show. And I think it's free. So um, if you are in L.A., Wednesday nights, the Comedy Underground, uh, check it out. You can learn more about Bronston Jones at his website, bronston.com. That's B R O N. S-T-O-N.com or at Twitter at Bronicus, B-R-O-N-I-C-U-S, Bronicus. I call him Bron Bron. You can call him whatever you want. Uh, but in any case, Bronston Jones sounds like this. What was funny is I actually ran a show, like some strip club asked me to come do one, and I was like, I want to make it more of an event. And yeah. so I had a section where somebody from the audience would come up and whisper a joke into to a dancer's ear right. and have them try and redo it and then had two dancers do it and try and pick a winner. Right. It was it was utter disaster. Who'd have thought strippers doing stand-up comedy could go poorly? Certainly not me. Uh, my friends, great to be back. It is the Grabbing Lunch podcast. You can see pictures of my guests, listen to previous episodes, or God bless you, even make a donation to the show and a portion of every donation goes to support the LA Food Bank here in Los Angeles. All of that and oh so much more is happening at grabbinglunch.com or you can just go to my personal website, mattknudsen.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N. New episodes of the Grabbing Lunch podcast come out every week, so don't be a stranger. Um, Casual sit-down conversations with some entertainment folks coming at you for free every week. It's the Grabbing Lunch podcast. Um, if you have anyone you'd like to hear on the show, shoot me an email uh, grabbinglunch at gmail.com. Or if you just want to um, send an angry message, I get those at that email address too. Okay, grabbinglunch.com. Uh, new episodes every week, including this week with Jimmy Schubert and Bronston Jones. Let's eat. I don't know why they decided to tear the streets of Los Angeles apart all at once. This has been going on for a year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's killing this guy's lunch business, too. He's fucking pissed about it. I bet. You know, they just fucking jam up this whole fucking intersection. Hey, thanks, guys. Don't mind me. I'm trying to make a living over here. Yeah. And they said no left turn. Is, is this the uh, the pipes that were breaking them? Like yeah, yeah, the yeah. This was the, uh, that one was the one that was south of the Ventura Boulevard broke up yeah. by that school yeah. and all that water came down thank god the LA river basin was there because it took on a lot of that water but if not it would have flooded up the whole street it flooded up some of those businesses so then then they got busy not too long after that replacing all those water mains because they're 100 years old yeah well I had to do some serious illegal driving to uh, get into this parking lot I had yeah. to break several laws to I just went to the gas station I had to buy something and I was like oh perfect sure uh, nice yeah nice yeah, when I came here before, it was it wasn't like this classy. It was just like grab a slice and sit at like a four mica table. Yeah, they redid the joint. That's why I like it. It's like a trattoria, you know. It's like a, and they got great food. It's like, you know, they just do a kind of a small menu. They got great food. They got great craft beers and great wine. Come to sometimes I come down here and just grab a couple glasses of wine. It's yeah, great. Which you would expect from Pagliacci, the sad clown. Yeah, he's known for his uh, yeah for his trattoria industry. He likes to get you liquored up. Yeah, yeah. But you're, uh, you're. What are you leaving here next week? Bronson's going to Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. That should be fun, right? I love it. That's my third year going. Oh uh, yeah. It's so much fun. Twenty-five days of just chaos and comedy. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, 
hilarious. It's a good time. Yeah, I leave a week from Wednesday. Cool. You doing a show out there? Yeah, I've got a show, like I've got my own hour at night, and then I host a show during the day, and then you just pick up spots to try and drive people into your hour. Ah, oh, great, gotcha. Cool. Go, yeah. go paper. Yeah, go flyer. Yeah. And you get, you get over all your, like, I don't want to hand people flyers because you're like, that's the only way they're coming in. Right. And uh, you hire people to do it, but you get much higher return when you're doing it because you actually get face-to-face interaction. You make them laugh, and all right. of a sudden they become a fan of you on the street, and they're coming in like they know you. Yeah, that's great. No grassroots campaign. That's okay. Do that on Facebook. <laughs> Can't do that on Twitter. Hey, good news. You were invited to his event. Come on, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I always like, even if I don't know, I, I try and click maybe. You know, I have no. I don't even look at him anymore. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Keep trying. Like, like, like if I clear them all out within the day, I have 20 invites. I'm just like. Oh, right. Sorry, guys. Can I grab you something to drink? Um, a water would be great. Water, yeah. Water, sure. Yeah. Uh, water. Can I get ice tea? Ice tea. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. You want to be. You want to be there for people, but you spend all day. Well, you know, there's. I think you know certain certain people. I mean, you know, out here, it's every fucking time Dick and Harry is fucking doing it. It's like. I get it, but you know, I get cut off like, yeah, they've been doing it seven years before I'll fucking support you eight years, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know it's, I, that, that's all it is to me. I, I mean, it's so funny because people think they're comedians out here. I go, could you go into fucking Kansas City? And would that act make it again? No, I'm just saying Kansas City, but I mean, right. Chicago or anywhere. Insert name of city. I'm dropping yeah. 20 bucks a ticket, right. sometimes 25, depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. They want to laugh. And if you're fucking, you know, they want to laugh. I mean, I like to, you know, have that fucking blue collar approach to it. Go to work. Mm-hmm. You know, go up and make them laugh. Punch in. That's the last thing I want to do if I'm not performing is go watch Tom. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, unless it's somebody that I'm really like, oh, I want to see how they do it. You know, like if somebody I'm a fan of or a yeah. yeah. I really, I'm, I'm at the same point. It's like I've seen so much of it. I don't even watch it now because it just, I don't want to see, you know, some pop in your head. Like six months later, you're writing and go, so I hear that somewhere. And somebody writing somebody. Right. The comedy feeling is very limited. Right. It's because you don't want to be, you know. But I, I, I saw David Tell. A couple months ago, the improv. The improv. He did the weekend there. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. I was actually going to do it. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Makes me laugh harder than he's incredible. Yeah, true. Yeah, a lot of times I'll watch people like Netflix specials, and then if I hear a joke that I like, I'll begin performing it as well. And it's like, (laughs) I'll start to do it. No, 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 it's a cover, right? It's a cover. No, what I'm saying is, it's just when you watch too much comedy, it all fucking runs together. Watching comedy, and there's some guys that make me a fan of it. Like when I sit there and I watch it, I become a fan of comedy rather than like you know another comedian watch the comedian. They just, just get me going, and I just that's what I'm saying. Or you see something, you're just like, oh, that's that's very insightful. You know, yeah. you learn something. Yeah, yeah. That's the stuff I like the most. Have you ever done Bronston's Dennis Underground? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the best shows in Los Angeles. Oh, I'd love to do it. Yeah. yeah. I, did one of the, I did the Blind Barber. Oh, that was you, a fun show. Where you walk into the barber shop. Oh, I heard that one's great. Yeah, it goes to speak. Yeah, it's packed. It's great. Yeah. Great little room. I, yeah. I like that. Like, I these little kind of rooms and these nooks and crannies all around LA. It doesn't have to be. Back when we were doing Dublin. You know, we used to do yeah. Dublin. Yeah. Which was a Dan Cook. Jimmy yeah. Davis. Yeah. 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 
that was one of those things. I think that was, I remember going there and just like, hey, this isn't a club, like a comedy yeah. club, because you think of the traditional, like the jazz and the, you know, the loud music and, and stuff. And a piece of wood on a booth. Yeah. <laughs> Get up there. Yeah. No, that's why I, I love my Wednesday show, because to me, it's like I only book people I want to watch. Yeah. And, uh, and I, it's literally like comedy school. Like, that's people I want to watch. So I just sit there and I just watch my own show, and I'm like, these people are all great. And it like goes before a burlesque show, so there's kind of like a burlesque crowd that hangs out, nice. and they go. It mixes the, the two crowds. So. That's great, actually. Yeah, yeah. Fans. I was at Def Forty Deuce before they closed, but he used to do like a real for real uh -huh. um, burlesque show, and uh, was great. Yeah. yeah. Just to go watch the show. He went out the comedy. But just, I mean. Yeah. They were doing a show at Cheetahs. Uh, I think Ari Shafir does a storytelling show at Cheetahs. It just yeah. was like yeah. picked up for a Comedy Central show. Yeah. That's I've pretty good. This isn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few of those. The thing, you like consume them online when you're sitting there in the morning drinking coffee and you're like, I got, I got 10 minutes. I'm going to watch something. I've done a couple shows in strip clubs where they actually have the dancers come out between the acts and it is brutal. <laughs> Like either the people are there for the comedy and they're offended by the girls, or they're right. offended by the comedy between the girls. They're like, right. why are these comics right. up here? Thank you. That's so funny. Are we gonna need a few minutes? Or um, do you know what you want? Have you I can it? I can make a decision in thirty yeah. seconds. Okay. okay. Um, we're gonna do the uh, short rib too. Short, right. short rib panini. Yeah. Two short rib paninis. With salad or French fries? You can be salad. I'll do fries. Yeah, thanks. I'll do the uh, spinach salad. Spinach. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah, but when the strippers start doing comedy, mm -hmm. then you really, you lost both halves of the equation. Well, what was funny is I actually ran a show, like some strip club asked me to come do one, and I was like, I want to make it more of an event. And yeah. so I had a section where somebody from the audience would come up and whisper a joke into to a dancer's ear right. and have them try and redo it and then had two dancers do it and try and pick a winner. Right. It was it was utter disaster. Wow. There's a reason they're just dancing. There's a reason they're making a living just taking their clothes off. There's nothing else going on. You know? <laughs> so it didn't go well. No, it didn't go well. Imagine that. It required effort and thought, so none of the strippers were into it. The jokes didn't go well, but what did go well is the people wanting to volunteer to come up because it's just like just a one-liner. You just oh, do some knock-knock joke, whatever. Of course. And so, of course, the guys wanted to come up so they could be like all gropey to the girls yeah, and whisper right. in their ear. So they could get some of that like uh, uh, paste or the, uh, the glitter, glitter, the glitter on them. Then go home. Just a little bit of glitter and shame. Where were you? I was playing poker with the guys. Like, <laughs> I was at this comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> why do you smell like vanilla and cinnamon? Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I know. Like guys, would, I don't know why anybody would fucking go to a strip club anyway. You know, they always bitch about you. Especially like a grown ass man. Yeah, like, it's you like know. fucking you. You know you're going in there and you know those girls are going to take your money. You're putting their kid through fucking college. Mm -hmm. You know. Or nursing school, Jimmy. Don't forget about nursing school. Yeah, but I got news for you. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. It's, yeah. I always laugh because women, and I think I have this written down in a notebook somewhere, women think like they don't want people to go to strip clubs, their men go to go to strip clubs, but that's like the last place in the world that you're ever going to get any kind of action. Oh, like, well, I need to thank you like, to some strip clubs. Oh, right. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you need to go to the ones with right. me. You know, you know, it's like, though, a guy thinking he's getting laid. It's just like a guy showing up at the baseball stadium with his glove, thinking he's, gonna, <laughs> he's up on the upper deck, thinking you're going to hit one up there. Say, you know, Question you're awful confident. You're awful confident, lad. Uh, yeah, I... I I, don't, I can't go in them, man. I just, I just can't. I'd say fucking. When I was younger, yeah, I went to Otama, but now. Right. You have a better chance of hooking up with the woman at the sports bar that's wearing the Packers jersey than kind of sweet talking some. You got a better chance of getting hit in the ass with lightning while holding a winning lottery ticket than getting fucking laid by a strip fucking stripper. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're fucking. They're not. Uh, there's an agenda in play, at play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually in Vegas once. I was at a strip club, and uh, this this lady's like sitting next to me. And just, sometimes you just talk to them. There's people and they're on the job. Sure, and what's funny sure. is, some, if you really get to talk to them, they'll be miserable. Right. And then when they they get called up to dance, as soon as they hit the stage, they're smiling and laughing. And I realize they're just us. Like you know, you're comics here in the green room. We're all like, oh my god, I hit all this. And then you get on stage and you're having fun. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you're just faking the fun because that's your job. Right. And I realize that's what these girls are doing. Right. But this one, no, I think they're really into it. Yeah. I think they are too. I think they I mean, like they it. They, they don't it. like me and Jimmy. Hey, it was good enough for Uncle Billy. It's good enough for everybody. <laughs> Three holes, no waiting. Come on, who's next? Right. Who's with me? Will you buy me a drink? So this one woman goes. She's like, "You're a comic. I love comedy. Um, have you? Have you I, I, I've always wanted to see Carrot Top, and I was like, I will buy t- tickets to go see Carrot Top in Vegas. In Vegas. Great. So basically, the next night, I took a stripper to see. Caratop. Wow. And I have to say, I would, it's like he's not a comedian. He's a full-on, it's a full-on Vegas show. Yeah, it's it's spectacular. Show. Like, yeah. I was like really like... Yeah, there's a reason he's been there for so long. And, yeah. you know, you got to look at it like this. I mean, that dude doesn't have to travel. Yeah. He's at home in his bed every night. I mean, you know, it's, it's you're going Vegas. I mean, shit, that was a smart move for him. Because <laughs> yeah. he's young enough. He brings in a young enough crowd. That was a great fucking play. Mm-hmm. How great would that be? You're making your living. You're doing what you love to do every night. You get a couple weeks off. You get a couple months off. I'm sure they bring another yeah. show. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was literally sitting there. There's like 900 people in this theater. And I'm like, this guy packs us every single night. I, I couldn't do this. Yeah. I couldn't pack this every night. I think you should find a place to... Uh, Maybe like in one of your bios, like I took a stripper to see Carrot Top. That should be included in your, yeah, in your origin story. Yeah, I picked up a stripper yeah. by buying tickets to Carrot Top. <laughs> Carrot Top's responsible for getting me laid. <laughs> I didn't even get laid. That's the best part. So afterwards, took her to dinner, took her to Carrot Top, more drinks, and then basically dropped her off in her car. And I was like, this is the worst stripper. To- this ends up being the worst stripper story ever. This is not how you would yeah. picture your night ending. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be $800. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Damn you, Carrot Top. Damn you, <laughs> I saw George Wallace's ending his run at the Flamingo. Oh, yeah? He was there for... You know, he was like Mr. Las Vegas. He was like the next Mr. Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, but he's is he hanging it up or moving on to some other residency or something? Yeah, this guy's. I mean, he doesn't know. He draws enough up there. I mean, he's famous enough with enough television appearances. That, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah, he works it though. You gotta work it. You gotta work to get that crowded. I mean, there's guys up there in blue man makeup and. Guys making tigers disappear. I mean, it's yeah. a competitive ticket up there. Mm-hmm. There's a Cirque du Soleil on almost every venue that you can see. The O Show. Yeah. I mean, you talk about an entertainment dollar that's uh, 
you've really got to be bringing something special, which right. is why Carrot Top does that show because you're competing yeah. against this fucking market. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. You got two gay guys going to make a white tiger disappear. Let's go see that show. Let's go <laughs> see every the guys. And one of them gets just ripped apart. Right. Yeah. Or the tigers make two gay guys disappear. I don't think they do the act anymore. No, they I don't. They no, no, They hung up their wand. <laughs> <laughs> they retired their wand. No, they don't do it. They did it for about 30 years in Vegas. Uh, uh, that's pretty impressive. I don't know how much fucking money you made, man. And that's back when Vegas was fucking booming. Right, right. And you've got to go up there like, well, I have a microphone and I'm going to say some things. Mm -hmm. What do you say, everybody? Yeah. I've seen a few shows there, but it was like at the Caesars Palace. I saw like Seinfeld mm -hmm. at the, you know, the Grand Ballroom. That was... And everyone who was there was like excited to, you know. We were there for the Las Vegas Comedy Festival, it was 2007. And uh, I think the 8 o'clock show I went and saw Seinfeld, and the 10 o'clock show I saw Idiots. And it was one of those nights where you just yeah. kind of like have the pass, and you're like, I'm with the, yeah, that's, I'm uh, with the band. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's a good double bill, actually. It's yeah. a great double bill. Actually, Eddie Izzard kind of got uh, heckled by the Vegas crowd. Did he really? Yeah, because he came out and he wasn't in drag. He was just kind of like transitioning out of doing the drag yeah. act. And everyone was just like, Wait, where's, the, where's your dress? Or, where's your prop? Where's your prop? But they were giving him shit because he was like transitioning out and changing. And, well, I don't even know. You know. Some of those people who were just been in the casino all day and then they're day drinking and looking for that one hour respite just to like I gotta get I, I gotta get out of here and save some money let's go to a comedy show <laughs> save some money save some money yeah. that's why they're so strict on it's an hour it's not an hour and ten right get them back to that table get them out of there oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, what they want yeah, now that's the thing about Vegas is this a quick show bro uh, sure I gotta do Brad Garrett's maybe like 35 a night Great. One show a night. We'll be up there in September. Oh, cool. Second week of September. I said the MGM. It's uh -huh. nice. Is that an uh, improv or is it just no, Brad it's Garrett's Club? It's a freestanding club. Best green room in show business. Cool. It's got all this it's got great, like they have this, old, this antique. It's an old pharmacy cabinet where they used to come to medicine, but it's yeah. an antique wood thing and it runs the length of the wall. There's Snickers bars in one drawer. Wow. There's all kinds of candy. Uh -huh. wow. It's got a box of crisp. Uh, up there, like, the you know, like that yeah, the, 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 he's got a quiz with cereal. He's got, uh, you know, there's a full bar, a little like a, enough to make drinks, and then there's an antique Coke machine with dimes so you can pop them in and get your antique cut. But it's really cool. Wow, that's why it's one awesome. of the coolest green rooms I've ever been in. Wow. And that's the Brad Greenberg, uh, Brad Garrett room in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen like advertising, I've seen people like posting that they're there, but I've never been. I'll try and roll through. It's the There's a lot of clubs there, huh? Yeah, I think that is the, one of the better rooms in Las Vegas. Uh -huh. I mean, it's just one show a night. They pack it out of 300. You know, I mean, you're over there doing the improv. You're doing two shows a night. You might as well be laying fucking, get a job laying brick. You know, two shows a night, three shows on Saturday. It's like, yeah, and, uh, you know, you get it for a little stipend. Right. At least Brad Garrett's room, but, you know, they, they pay pretty decent sure, money. Sure, sure. Sounds like the green room is like the back of a limo. It's like a cup holder full of gum. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. Well, he put some thought into it. I mean, he's really. I mean, he runs that room. That's his room. He so seems like a really good guy. I've, I've seen him at the uh, Ice House, you know, a couple few times. He was doing the rounds, at some Christmas party or something. So it was a benefit. So he was taller toys, than toys me. for tots. Taller than He's like six six. Oh, he's like I think he's six eight, mm -hmm. six seven. Oh, wow, yeah. That's a, 
a tall drink of water there, Brian. Yeah. I watched them come out. Uh, believe it or not, I was opening for Sam Kinison and we were at the Dunes. Ooh. But uh, Frank Sinatra was over at the Sands. So we went over to just check him out because yeah. I wanted to see him. You gotta, you gotta go see Frank Sinatra. And before he passes, you know, he's probably about 75 minutes. So sure. we went over and checked out, but Brad opened for him. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, Brad Garrett was opening for him. Uh, um, and, you know, he came out and did Sammy Davis with the hunch all the way over. Candy man, candy because he was doing all that stuff. But it was like the six for the vision of the six foot night that that over. Uh, Making his eye wander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just. It was funny, but it was cool, man. I'm glad I went and saw it. Sure, absolutely. Yep. There's like, there's those people out there now that you just like, I want to make sure and try and check them out before, you know. Like I never saw George Carlin. I you know. I was in Vegas and saw uh, driving into you know from the airport. I saw mm-hmm. a billboard for, for Carlin, and I said to my girlfriend at the time, "Oh, I want to see him while we're here." Right. And we couldn't get tickets. And then like two months later. He was gone yeah, or something kid. like that, and uh, I've made it a mission. I wanted to start seeing some of these guys, so I saw Cosby a few few months later. Mm-hmm. That was just like, this is unbelievable. The dude just comes out, sits down in a chair, talks for an hour and a half. Good night, everyone. Yeah, yeah I saw him in that thousand ounce. And there's also like, like Don Rickles is still mm-hmm. on the road. Dude, He's Don doing Rick- the Canyon Club. Oh really? Yeah, Don is Rickles really? is still doing yeah. it. Man. That's I'd love to see that. Yeah, I think it's in like. Oh. I don't think this guy got the... Oh, he's the only Yeah, it's a slow. But I like, look, I like to look into tickets and it was like like 125 or 150 or something for like one ticket. Like, Ooh. Yeah. That's a lot of social security checks. Uh, right. <laughs> I did that room one time. It was uh, uh, yeah, Dodgers. Because he's, he's 80, man. He's, he's out there. He's a, well, he's one of those guys who is... Uh, uh, um, still does a full band and the whole oh really? Know, yeah he's, he's got it dialed in but he goes out there and does a whole show he's an entertainer I think we're going to have commercial breaks now yeah it'll be FIFA. fine it'll be fine yeah where'd you, where'd you start out? I started out in Philly I started out in Philly at the Comedy Factory out in the Comedy Works we did uh you know, I did it for for about two and a half years in Philly. Started when I was like 17, and I when I was done there, I drove out to California, started working at the door, door at the comedy store. Okay. Are you yeah. from Philly? Yeah, I'm from Philly. Whereabouts? Northeast Philly. Northeast. I'm actually from Bucks County, like still okay, 20 yeah, miles north. Yeah, yeah. My, brother, my brothers live up there. My brother, I, I went to I went to Ryan. My brother lives in Doylestown. My brother lives in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Oh, you went to art school? No, no, I, I did actually. I went down to Philadelphia High School for performing arts. I had like two years, three years down there, and then I transferred up to a high school in Ryan. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I saw your uh, last comic standing profile uh, when they're, you know, doing the, the backstory of the Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, you know, it's unfortunate that's, that, you know, that show is a necessary evil. It's fun. I, I, I mean,. Because I, I can't argue with you know the results of it and the exposure you get out of it. Uh, I mean, they're, they don't really care. I don't think they care about finding the funniest person in America. I think they have an agenda set out to yeah. you know it fills a couple needs and a couple different levels for their network um, that was having problems. But I think it's a. I mean, 
they were doing so great that it just kind of turned into the Real Housewives of the Last Comic Standing. Mm, interesting. So, you know, where, you know, it, it comes up, like, you know, you have to have talent to get in it. I, right. did, I did like, I did like that uh, they invited people sure. instead of like spending all night on the sidewalk between a guy in a chicken outfit and a duck costume because yeah. right. you think you're funny. But I tell you, man, it's, that's doing that show is worth ten tonight shows. There's more people see it. We're coming out to my shows now. It's and it's you doing stand up. You know, it's stand up on TV. It wasn't that like uh, like other challenges and stuff. You get to do your act, you get to yeah. be yourself. And I thought it, I thought it was great. Chicken yeah. omelet, my God, man, that's a super classic. Yeah. That's a you know, you get to do your signature bit in front of uh, you know. Yeah. America. America. Well, you know, but that, that was the cool. Yeah, but that was the cool thing about it, though. I mean, you know, because you know those shorter sets are tougher to do. It always seems like you're starting in the middle of your act. They go, "How can I get these four-minute, second sets together and do it in a way where the whole fucking thing can just go on TV?" Right. You know, even though they edit you down to about two minutes. But do you mean we're gonna give you forty seconds? Like what? It's not even a joke. I mean, yeah. they, they, that's the way they think stand-up comedy should be. I mean, they got to do, they're doing a thing called fast comic standing. Tomorrow, which is like these commercials they're doing with some of the guys that made the top ten. And yeah, come out and do a twenty second piece and a thirty second piece. It's gonna have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Well, you know, that's just not the way comedy's presented, but they don't care about that. And uh, you know, the challenge of it is can I do it? Right. That's really all it was for me is because I haven't done a lot of late night TV, so I thought this would be an interesting challenge and it, and it was. It was it was fun to you know, just keep going. And divide up the act too, I would think. Yeah, but you know, they all, I knew when they had 28 contestants left, I knew who they wanted to win, and so did he, and so did everybody. Really, mm-hmm. anybody who had a brain did. Did they announce who did? No, they didn't. No, 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 they haven't announced any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the first one, and then I didn't really, I kind of fell off. I know it's down to the final three, and they already had the performance, and they had all three come out like they wanted, so that nobody in the audience yeah, knows yeah. who won it. And the other yeah, comics I was the don't know. I was the taping. That's, that's the way they filmed it, so nobody will know. But I got if I had to put money on it, I put money on. It. Who's, who's, your, who's your guess? I think Rodman. Rodman. Well, I just think Rodman. I mean, he's been. He's been they've been bringing him along nicely and giving him his thing, and uh, mm-hmm. they're kind of grooming him a little bit. I think you know. Who was? Oh, I was Lachlan. Well, you know, yeah, Lachlan Patterson and uh, yeah. Nicky Carr. Who was the other one? Air. This is not gonna air for a while right now. No, it'll be like a month or so. Yeah, yeah. By that time, it'll all be all all all. All oh, the cards will be on the he's, table. He's just releasing this section today. Oh, You're fucked. Will be revealed. <laughs> I'll just release our predictions and uh, you know, in a, a special promo episode. It's, up there today. <laughs> yeah, you know the uh, so, so spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they had, but you know, Rocky Laporte was in it. I mean, they went with some veteran people too. Yeah, they absolutely. Rocky in DC and myself. And Rod Man's been doing it for about close to 19 years, 20 yeah. years. Yeah, that's what time it is for sure. Yeah, so and then you have Nicky Carr's been doing it for 17 years. So I thought actually, I thought me, Rocky, and uh, DC were competing for one spot on the show, but they actually surprised me. They went with all. Veteran cats. See, because traditionally the problem has always been with that show. The longer it goes, the less funnier people become. Yeah. Because you're doing you're all the sessions. Right. So when you have, a, you know, veteran guys, they got like a deep bench of material, then it's, that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. It's a non-issue. 
You yeah. get 12 hours. You just draw, draw from but, one you know, of your dozen you're, comedy you're, albums. Yeah, but it's funny because you're going along and then all of a sudden it just drops down to a reality show. You know? yes. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Right. I, oh, I forgot. I'd say the first season of it I actually enjoyed. I mean, it's still paired the house down to pretty much working pros. Pretty much. And uh, I love that they none of them took it seriously. I think they were all like, I don't care. As long as I'm funny on this, I'll get work out of this. Right. You know, so they get into the challenges, and a couple of the guys were just like, yeah, hey, I'll do that. Yeah. Do I got you. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, fries. Fries right here. Are you guys Yes, sir. Thank you. Ah, wow, that looks great. Awesome. Thank you. Good call, dude. Yeah, we'll wait for you. Don't stand on ceremony with comics. We're not savages. We're not savages. Yeah. So I actually went to an audition this morning uh, at like 10 o'clock and sat there for. uh, Uh, Ketchup would be fantastic. Thanks, sir. Turn down the TV just a little bit. You know it's gonna get very loud soon. Oh, I know. But it, it's, it's not as okay. Game, I'll turn it it, on. Yeah, it's yeah, it's no big deal. Thanks. The game's at one o'clock. Um, yeah, so I went to an audition this morning at ten o'clock, and they were they didn't see anybody for like an hour. I'm just like, well, I got I gotta come I gotta come back at two o'clock. This isn't it's not working right now. Sometimes you end up, in the, end up in those lobbies and you just like, it's... Yeah, I hate, I hate that. I mean, like, I, mean, I mean, I just do it like, they're just actors. Right. I have nothing to do. Right. No, I actually do. <laughs> so. Look at that. I've got six of these dream-crushing rooms to sit in today. <laughs> don't you understand? I need to sit down and have lunch with a couple of guys. Yeah. Don't you do don't you no, I, I, I love getting treated by you. Mentioned by somebody who couldn't make it as an actor. Now you're casting director. <laughs> <laughs> six, yeah, six of these soul-crushing rooms today. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to the comedy store yeah. and sit there with the best people <laughs> to do three minutes. Yeah. Listen, you got more soul-crushing auditions. I can't even get my soul crushed. <laughs> Hey, who, who, who provides your opportunities for soul crushing? Oh, I, I met this new guy. He really, he's been getting me in a lot of soul crushing rooms. Oh, great, I'm man. working with a soul crushing coach. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my intuition coach says I, uh, I'm on the right track. My acting teacher says I still have dreams. We're getting rid of those. We're getting rid of those. What does your intuition coach think? He says I should go with my gut. Oh, good, good. Yeah, good. But I'm only in, I'm only in session six of a ten-week session. <laughs> but good news, my chakra is in alignment. Okay. Yeah. By the way, I listen to your CD. I like it. Oh, hey, thanks, Bronson. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, it was a fun time. The one about the uh, jury duty. Oh. That's what. That's my favorite. Song. Oh, hey, thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks. That's all 100% true. <laughs> I was on jury duty, and the guy was just, like, so, so guilty. <laughs> I mean, there's, in this environment with, like, text, phone, pictures, emails, you're not going to get away with anything at all. So they presented the case, and it was just, it was laughably unwinnable. Would you like some ketchup for your friend? Ketchup would be great, thank you. But the guy just... He, he went to court anyway and was like, well, maybe they'll... I, I don't know what he was thinking. 
thinking, hey, why not give it a shot? Why not give it a shot? What's the worst that could happen? Thank you very much. Perfect. Are you serious? So what, what did he do? What did he kill you? Basically what it was is he, um, a guy was a luggage handler at LAX. He stole luggage, gave it to this guy who sold it on eBay. So he was a fence. So the charge that he was uh, charged with was receiving stolen goods. Mm -hmm. And um, he like wrote a confession to the police. <laughs> and basically his confession was like, look, I didn't steal it. I just sold it. And what he was being charged with was receiving stolen goods, which is receiving it and selling it. So yeah. he's just like, look, I'm not the mastermind. It's just like, you don't need to, you don't need to be the mastermind to get, you know, to get, to get pinched. And I feel bad too, because it's just, of course they didn't put him in the position to be on trial and stuff, but I was very honest when they were like asking me about like, do you think someone is uh, is guilty just because they're they're being tried in court? I said, I think anyone who gets this far into a trial, there has to be some strong, reasonable, there has to be reasonable evidence that the police and the prosecutors would go forward. And I thought that was going to be the thing that would be like, oh, I right, get the fuck out of here. But that was the thing that cemented me in. Well, I've been pulled into the box twice and had to talk really? my way out of it. Uh -huh. And uh, the second time I used that argument, but I did it in such an adamant way. And I was like, of course he's guilty. And I kept pointing at him and saying, like, like why, you know, you've gone through, you know, the, the cops think so, the DA did, you had to indict him. I mean, look at, look at all the money you're spending here. Of course right. he's guilty. Right. And that was enough to make the defense get rid of this fucking crap. Right. I can't wait to say guilty out loud at the end of this trial. Okay, but let's. And the judge is like, and you can't get, you can't work your way through that and give him a fair and impartial look. I'm like, no, look at him. I was also crazy. He was like holding the Bible and stuff. I'm like, look at him. But you also had to do that convincingly. You have to sign on. He says, I'm like, no, you're on the jury. No, not he's guilty. Walk over your tie in a hangman's noose. Flip a quarter before you answer every answer. Edge, no. Damn, yes. The first one I got out of it was like this guy was shoplifting like a, a whole lot of stuff. I was literally sitting next to a guy in a priest outfit, right. and they they weren't even letting him out. I'm like, all right, you got to be a real dick to get out of this one, right? Right. And um, so they said something like, "Has anybody ever been harassed by store security before?" And uh, I raised my hand. I'm like, "I'm not harassed, but had contact with." Where's mm -hmm. my hand? I'm like, "Oh, in high school, yeah, I got caught shoplifting." And um. Oh, and then later they said something like um, the, then the, pro the prosecutor who was this young kid wearing this like JC Penny suit like you look at him you're like he's right out of, right out of law school he's this slubby kid and you're like yeah the, you, well, you, you like see Sam Waterston do it so much you think like oh everyone's going to be this smooth and suave they're going to have all these pages of when that, I saw the guy the prosecutor he like he would go on either side of the, the podium mm -hmm. and talk to talk to the jury, but it was completely unmotivated. He would just kind of like stand, <laughs> like eventually stand to the left and then stand to the right, and just like what? It wasn't the passionate plea to the to the jury. It was just it was physical mumbling. It was just kind of like he didn't know what to do with himself. You should have some acting classes later. Soul person. I'll tell you what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so your guy was wearing the J.C. Penny suit, and he was just. Um, something I one point I got him talking to me mm -hmm. and I'm like 
Look, the price of everything that we buy has shoplifting built into it. Like, it's all I'm trying to do is get my way out. Yeah. Because finally, the guy looks at me and he goes, don't forget we're a comic, we have an audience. And he goes, so you don't have a problem with people stealing? And I go, weren't you listening before? I told you I was caught stealing. <laughs> Don't you, don't you look, he's guilty. We all know he's guilty. Okay. So then it became like, a, I'm like, all right, if I'm, if I have pure animosity, you got to pick a side when you're trying to get out of the box. Oh, yeah. And then just just go for it. Yeah. That's my advice. Get out of the box. Go for it. Get <laughs> <laughs> better rip. Look, I'm a racist. I'm a racist. I hate everyone. Okay, all right. Dude, I don't want to ruin your joke, but the clothes are the last little line. Oh. <laughs> to me, it's so subtle and so. Funny. In fact, that was also uh, he didn't say that exact same thing, but it was that it was that like kind of like impassioned look. Basically, the foreman of our jury. By the time we came back, he, the, I mean the guy was so guilty. But we were there for like three days, so we were all sitting around. And I think the line that I said was like, so we're all looking around, like, how long do we have to wait to convict this guy? So we like hemmed and hawed about it for an hour, and then the foreman just said, I think we should take a vote to. In traffic. <laughs> he just, he wanted to wrap it up because we didn't want to get stuck. It's funny, it's in traffic. I think we should take a vote. In traffic. And he like, and the way he like looked around was like, am I right? Am I right? traffic. It was so hilarious. But they really, um, they really dialed us in. Because I think I was like, it was like me and one other white guy. But we were the class photo for the United Nations. There was just something, someone from every ethnic background, just to say. <laughs> Benetton. We were a Benetton ad. You could not say that we did not have diversity. So. But I remember being in Culver City. I used to have like long hair and like a scraggly beard. Cops would pull me over and routinely hassle me. Just, you know, I remember I was like riding my bike one time. The guy like lit me up and uh, he's like, hey, did you just get out of jail or something? And I was just like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And it was like the young cop who was being groomed by the older cop because the young cop like had a chance to like kind of get in my face. And then the old cop was like over his shoulder like, yeah, that's right, Jeff, that's how you do it. He's like, did you just get out of jail or something? I was like, no. He's like, oh. How did you avoid jail? I have a hard time believing that. It's just like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? What is it, not doing anything wrong? I'm riding a, a beach cruiser on the street. It really felt like a rehearsal for a shakedown. Well, he had to get his act down so that he could get into like. Yeah, the I just want to practice your act on vagrants. <laughs> and be beatniks till they get to somebody they can really shake down. We'll get you to the gangbangers later, but really, you got to get your act down. Yeah. Then they could attack the mafia. Once you can really, yeah. Once you pick on a guy before they get that full-on Gestapo. <laughs> Your papers are not in order. Sure you are. Check them again. Your papers are not in order. <laughs> Check them again. It's true. I tell you what. I mean, I wouldn't want to be a cop. I was getting my. I was funny. I, I was getting my hair cut yesterday, and the woman who was cutting my hair, she said, "Are you a cop?" <laughs> She's like, cops get this haircut all the time. I was like, no, I'm not. She's like, Num number six up the sides to the top. That's the cop haircut. Oh. It, it is funny to know that you used to have long hair and a beard and stuff because you are so clean cut. Like, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, my wallet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
No way. But the old driver's uh, license. The old driver's yeah, Look at that. Yeah. You got, have you ever posted that online? I think your fans should, should see what you used to look like. No, I haven't. Oh, wow. you see the scumbag that Mac Knudsen right, used to yeah. be. Well, back when I dealt heroin, it was a different <laughs> era, Brian Brian. You don't understand. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of like my 20s. And people would just... I don't know. Like, what do you have, a collection of your old licenses in there? Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Which, whichever always, alias I need today. Exactly. Well, these are all expired. But I would always go in and kind of do a character uh, for my driver's license picture just because it's not going to turn out good anyway, so you may as well. <laughs> you actually get all shit faced drunk, and that way you can take your picture when you put it a hammer. And that way, when you pull you over, you look exactly like your photo. Smash this guy. Has Have a good day, Mr. Schubert. Just over at the DMV. <laughs> Yeah, I guess this is the way the guy looks then. He always walks around and looks shit-faced, so. He's got puke on the front of his shirt. He's fine. He's good. We had a contest in college in the University of Colorado, and once you got your Colorado driver's license, because who could take the most obnoxious picture? And mine was just like some dumb face that they sort of let slide. And my buddy, he went and he had he didn't wash his hair and he wore a hat all like every day for a week. So, so a class act is what you're yeah. saying. Go ahead. And uh, his hair was like slightly long, but not really long. And she's like, you can't wear the hat in the picture. And he goes, oh, really? Oh, perfect. And he took it off and just took his hair and just pulled it all out. And literally, it's like Sideshow Bob kind of a thing with straight hair just sticking out. <laughs> the Gary Busey? Yeah. He totally, he won that hat. Because you want that picture when they show it on TV, like this is who we're looking for. That people are like, well, why did you just arrest them when you had them? Right. <laughs> I think that's a Seinfeld thing. Actually, like, you know what the funny thing is? I think that is somebody's old bit. I'm like, one in my head, like, I just hacked that's, somebody. I hacked somebody. Please just call me. It is Jerry Seinfeld. Because he's talking about um, police mugshots and how you look at them at the post office, and that's like the only time you look for the person. You're like, no, yeah, I'm not here. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. Like, I'm just doing a, a premise of that all you need. You know, with all these selfies, you got baby selfies, oh. animal selfies, Amen. people selfies. Yeah. There's even a thing called selfieitis, where one arm becomes longer than the other. Medical, you know, problems. But uh, mm-hmm. it's just like, look, stop it. You know, with it's, it's a ca- it's a camera with a phone in it. Everybody relax. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love it. There is a well put selfieitis. But there's only two shots a man needs to worry about, and that's his driver's license photo, which would look like you just woke up in the trailer park with your arms tied behind your back with some woman's tube top, and the pit bull looking your face clean. And the other one is a passport photo. Or no, pet, uh, a mugshot. Mugshot. Well, the mugshot, now you can book deals on it. Sure. But how do you, you see that smoldering guy? But how do they get them to look fucking so bad? You know, when they fucking water water with vodka, and fucking, you know. <laughs> Tell them your puppy died, fucking dip your head in, head in the paper mache and tease your aunt like you're in a white snake video. Like, but how do they get the, I mean, you, know, you see Nick Bolte shot, it's like, Jesus. Oh, how, yeah. good Lord. How, do you, how do you get the headshot so bad? Mm. I'm making a comeback, everyone. Oh, yeah. These are. I have one mug shot. I actually look good at it because I actually went, oh, the camera's up there. Okay. And I put my chin down. Right, sure. Like, well, the mugshot camera yeah. adds 10 pounds, so you gotta be. The mugshot, uh, the mugshot camera adds 10 years. <laughs> the, 10 to life. <laughs> the uh, mugshot photo adds uh, 
Three to five. Yeah. Pounds? No, years. Uh, that's funny. The, uh, yeah, I was looking. I had an old mugshot too. And I was looking at. Uh -huh. Actually, looked pretty good. What did they? Um, you don't have to tell me. What they? What they? What they get you for? Uh, aggravated ugliness, carrying a concealed lunch, and attempted to go to work. <laughs> and, uh, You're a comedian. You can't do that. Uh, uh, same thing. Uh, Shoplifting when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> it's almost a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. Everyone is, you know. I remember when I was in high school. I didn't do it, but a friend of mine went into like a Vons and just grabbed the 24 case of like Coors Light, and I was pulled out in front of the the, the supermarket. Let's go! Yeah, we used to rob the trains. The trains would come up with these cases, Miller, High Life, like court cases. Mm -hmm. Like, so you got a court bottle, wow. a case, and just lugging three of those, and mm -hmm. about some ten guys, <laughs> snipping the door off the thing, handing the cases out. Oh, yeah. And then we'd stash it. We had beer for fucking weeks, man. Fire line. That's, that's true crime. You're <laughs> train robbery. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's just, yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, is that what you got popped for too? Shoplifting? I did that when I was in high school, but they they didn't process me. Mm -hmm. I got a I got a DUI. Years ago, I talk about it on stage, so I have a problem. Right. Um, it was Halloween weekend down on Redondo Beach, Oof. and so I was in jail with like I was dressed fortunate like the Terminator, leather pants, oh. t-shirt, leather jacket, and stuff. Classic. But I, I had just taken a stripper to Carrot Top, and I was. <laughs> Really enjoyed. I was basking. Yeah, he forgot happy hour was happy hour or not. Uh, happy four days in Duluth with a midget named Ted doing shots of Cuervo. He, uh, so anyway, he uh, got popped. Were they cool or what happened? No, they were actually cool, but I was in there with like literally dudes dressed as like cheerleaders. <laughs> Superman was in with me. I mean, it was, it was just like ridiculous. Yeah, because it was Halloween night. Yeah, it was Halloween weekend. And they got me like just as I was pulling out. And they, you know, it's one of those things where once they stopped me, they stopped by six other cars like around us. So the prison was like, think like a man too. <laughs> and I said, what are you guys No, they were, they were out there laying wait for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a, um, like a police sting thing where cops will, I think this is like in Arizona or something, they dress up as fast food employees and they're in the, the, the takeout window and they'll take the orders of people and if they pull in. Oh, really? Yeah, and then and then they can just, like, they got a radio for the guy up the street. It's like, yeah, it's a blue Ford Tempo. Light them up. And they, they don't even have to pull them over. They come to them. They literally... Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's great. I can go for some jalapeno poppers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a whole racket. So that's what they do. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, cops dress as, you know, Taco Bell employees. I'm so worried about it, too, especially in Los Angeles. It's a win-win for everybody. Taco <laughs> Bell uh, has an off-duty cop running the security window. Mm -hmm. uh, you get to eat before you get pulled over. You don't have to pull, yeah, you don't have to pay anybody yet. Nice. World Cup soccer is getting ready to start here any minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every four years, soccer comes around. It's only 56 days till football starts. Right. I'm a football guy, but I don't mind watching soccer. I mean, come on, seriously. I do have to say. I mean, where else can you go into a bar and hear a bunch of Brazilians screaming louder than someone getting a Brazilian? Yeah. <laughs> At nine in the morning. It's, it's... I was in, there were a bunch of people from Chile, in Chile, going nuts for Chile. <laughs> I mean, where else, where else can I see a Dutch guy choking, an Italian guy choking, a Nigerian guy because of a missed header during a penalty kick? Whatever that means. I don't know. Whatever that means. Not that I know the rules. 
I guess you'd have to go to Europe and see that, uh, you know, that league. Yeah, I, I was enjoying it. I was staying with my buddy. And he, he lives in Brazil now, but he literally flew back to the States so he wouldn't be there during it. It was just chaos. I can imagine. And uh, we were just sitting there watching games, and all I was doing is just blasting, like, really anti-soccer stuff because it was funny to him and me. <laughs> I don't even care. I was just doing it. And the comment wars that people get into. I love Ryan. People have online. Yeah. yeah. Some comment wars. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't even, I don't even fucking play that game. I don't fucking delete and block and delete and block. Again. Yeah. I get, so I get, I, I want to spend a little time on Facebook as fucking possible. <laughs> It's a fucking data gathering operation. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it for free. It's a, no. fucking, it's a fucking business tool. No, and that's all the fuck I use for it. No political fucking shit. You don't get to fucking know me. I got 5,000 people on the thing. There's another 50. I was like, fuck. I, and people just fucking love. This is the last comic standing. I will say this about that. That is just the, the magnet for fucking assholes. Oh, fucking magnet. A magnet for assholes. I go, look, you saw fucking 30 seconds of a 15-minute sketch. You don't know what the fuck happened in that room. You saw what they wanted you to see. Obviously, you're a low information fucking motherfucker. Otherwise, you'd be able to... It's not reality television. Right. But... I think part of their business model is trapdooring people, too. Because they always have the people who, like, maybe maybe didn't do great, but then they, like, cut it into, like, awkward people's reactions. Like, oh, well, well, yeah, but that's what they do. I mean, it's all yeah. creative editing. But but the people at home, there are people out there that feel like they can just tweet you about, oh, yeah, you know, I, oh, yeah. who are you? And, and when do you get to do, you know, who are you to judge me? Or just say some hateful shit. Yeah. Oh, you should. I have actually posted political bits online mm-hmm. and just the, the fucking raw anger that comes out of people I, re- I, don't, I won't once I post it I'm not going to comment I'm not I'm not right, right, engaging right. with any of these people because right. I'm hoping you know what usually happens is some fan will do you know somebody who likes my stuff will start engaging that's fine but, and you um, just like it yeah but you're a asshole I like that just the stuff that people the trolls at home they're beautiful unbelievable I'm with you Jimmy I don't I don't engage either I mean if anyone you know, tweets at you or something like that. If it's specific to what you said, or or if they heard something, I'll, yeah. I'll like tweet back at them or, or like it or something. But if it's anything hateful, it's just I gotta block you. I don't. I don't have time. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I, you know, I'd rather focus on the shit that, that you know, I'd rather focus on other shit. I'm not a, not a negative person, but, you know, by any standard, it's just that. And I, I, I kind of knew it was going to happen. Because there's millions of people watching out there. They just go to their soul-sucking job. Mm-hmm. It's the same people that make Yelp famous. You know, you know, you go after your local sandwich franchise, look at Tilda Hong with a fucking keyboard. You know, while you're sitting in your soul-sucking job, you contribute nothing to fucking society, but you're going to try to bring down the fucking local Quiznos. Like, I need to, like, I need to know what the, Don, the fucking local hipster idiot with the Don Quixote beard thinks about the speed of service at the local coffee bean. It's a fucking horrible idea. I don't even know, like, I don't understand who... Like windmills. Like who actually uses Never. To like even today, I'm not sitting there eating. It's going. This is fantastic. I got to yelp about it. No. You know. No. But there are people out there because yeah. you know they're trying to fucking fucking bring down local Quiznos because they forgot their sign of pickle. That's right. Really, let it fucking go. Let it go. Let it go. I ordered pro. Yeah. Look, I get it. I've had bad service too. It fucking sucks. All right. But they're fucking human beings. Some people are having a bad day. We're not yeah. animatronic bears. All right. <laughs> fucking relax a minute. Just try to be a human being. I would say this, if there was an animatronic bear working at Quiznos, mm-hmm. I would go there all the time. 
I would not. The service would be better. <laughs> the service would be better. Oh, this animatronic bear is greasy. <laughs> this animatronic bear just got laid off from Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. <laughs> the, the animatronic bear used to Where did you used to work? Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. Well, my brother you know, If I called Chuck E. Cheese, would you get a good recommendation? Maybe. <laughs> my brother's in the band at Disneyland. Really? No, I'm in the animatronic bear. Oh, oh the country bear jamboree. <laughs> He got thrown out of the animatronic bear band for shooting heroin. <laughs> you know you're gonna be, you know you gonna be a bad animatronic bear when you get kicked out of an animatronic bear band for shooting heroin. You're stealing everybody's honey, man. For using too much oil, man. When you're moving too much oil, and you're moving parts, man. It's not about you. It's about the team. It's about the team. They tried to make. How'd you like your short rib sandwich, bro? It was delicious, Jim. Yeah, yeah, good call, man. Yeah, I told yeah. you, it's, uh, it's a pretty good sandwich for LA for that, that, for that price. I agree. It's nice. Agreed. You know, you had to pick the only bar. You had to pick the only trattoria in, in Studio City that's going to be rocking here in about a half hour of this World Cup soccer. I think we're going to be done in about a. I mean. Five minutes. Oh, nice. Sorry, I'm gonna try and run back to that, that audition. You gotta get sit in that soul sucking room. Yeah, exactly. What did you get a soul? Did this give you a soul back? Get in that room. No, no. Here's the thing. Um, it's an audition where I'm a father, and there is uh, see. I would think sexual you, you work all the time. You book a lot of stuff. I think that's a relative, relative term. Yeah, I mean, you get you, a handful of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You work, it's yeah. the only thing I do. Yeah, no, that's great. I know because you seem like a guy who will work all the time. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate yeah, that. No, no, you, do, you know, it's. Uh, you got that look. Yeah. You look at that look. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He's got the look. I say you play He's the hand you're dealt. You know. Yeah. So people are like, hey, you're you're a dad and you're talking to your son. It's like, yeah, oh, okay, whatever. I don't yeah. have kids. You know, yeah. Like, you know, it's so funny when you're an actor in Los Angeles. The trunk of your car has to look like Beretta's trunk. Mm -hmm. I can only say that because you guys probably watch Beretta. Remember Beretta's trunk would pop up and have stuff hanging up, and fake mustaches. It's like, you know, he's driving around, it's like being a commercial actor in Los Angeles. Sure. The trunk of your car has to look like Beretta's trunk. And it just calls for a fucking mustache and a fucking shaved off eyebrow, you know? I got my cop uniform right here. He has a cop uniform, you know, a firefighter coat. Oh, and it's running from commercial audition to commercial audition. Like, you know, like, uh, Beretta. Beretta. Trunk full of disguises. I think it's, this calls for some Mardi Gras beads. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always nervous when someone comes in dressed up. Please help yourself. I'm not going to finish all these. When someone comes in and like, well, you're a pirate, and they come in their full pirate thing, you're like, Ugh. well, I do have a, a white button-down shirt. <laughs> that's what I'm going to, that's my level of commitment. Yeah, I'm going to unbutton it. Right. You know, bro, fuck that. I, look, I'll try to, I, if I got street clothes to match, I'll try to get close. Right. I am not fucking getting a costume for you, you fucking soul suck. <laughs> I'm not getting my soul sucked out and then fucking putting on a costume on top of it. Right. I'm not an animatronic bear. <laughs> Last month, I I do a lot of jobs where the character that I play is the name of the character's job. So like last month I was a firefighter and then a CDC agent and then like a dad. So, but that's like what it says on the call sheet is you. Anytime you get like a character where you're like, oh, you're, you're Dutch. He's, he's the driver. Oh, yeah, I got your name, you know. Yeah, but I, I don't audition much acting's not really my thing. Right. But the few jobs I've ever booked, oh, three of the four have the word giant in the title. <laughs> <laughs> one was Harry giant. giant, one was giant security. It's like, right. yeah. Giant dick. Why, why am I going over there? No, it's because you're a dick. Why don't you like acting? Hmm? Why don't you like acting? It's just not what I 
I don't have anything against it. I'm just not. It's not my passion. Yeah, I just wanted to stand you. up. No, I mean, obviously, but I mean, somewhere in another, I saw a Carlin quote where he's like, "Well, people said I sold out by doing all these TV shows." And he's like, "Nah, that to me it was just promotion to get people to stand up." Anything yeah. to get people to see. Yeah, it. I mean that, that's what it is. But I, you know, then you realize you go, wait a minute. I get I get insurance through Screen Actors Guild. I get the bank of the credit union through Screen Actors, and you start opening up all these possibilities. I'm invested in the pension fund because I'm going, well, no, oh, this is awesome. I mean, I, I mean, it's not, I mean, I, I like the, I like. I mean, stand up's my passion. I mean, I don't. I I, I, I like to act too. I, I like you know, it's just a, it's more ways to be creative. Well, it's not, for me, it's all it's all connected. You know, like improv, stand up, sketch, acting, writing, directing. I've never. I don't know. I guess when I moved to town, I had never really done any of those disciplines. So it's like, well, why would I just do the do the one thing? If I had to pick one, I just do stand-up yep. but it's it's tough unless you can get butts in the seat yeah. you know like if you get everybody always goes back to it I mean even Drew Carey goes back to the stand-up Tim, Tim Allen does go back to the stand-up it's just one of those Kevin Nealon Kevin Nealon I mean you know Jerry Seinfeld's never really stopped doing it but I mean I mean people that do it there's, there's, there's nothing like it there's yeah. just you know I mean I, I feel like it always it's a bad rap. It's not, you know, it's always like a stepchild to the arts. I think it's a top of star for me to do. That's absolutely American. No you know, question. You know, in the UK, like stand ups are highly regarded there. Because yeah. I think the audiences realize this person writes it himself, he performs it himself, he's created his own thing. You know, they're constantly being dragged on the TV shows as like, you know, panel shows. Yeah. I was on, uh, you know, I was just in China. I was over there doing Hong, Hong Kong, Singapore, cool. and Macau. And, wow. I mean, it's all like, and all expats, all Americans over there. Yeah. And you're right, over there it's different. I was in Israel too. I did some shows in Israel. With Avi Lieberman? Yeah, with Avi Lieberman. Mm-hmm. And then again, very people had a very high regard for you. And also, in, when we were in Afghanistan, those guys were like, fucking, you know, Drew Carey, or whatever. And, and even in Ireland, they had a like this yeah. shows that you're right the international crowds appreciate it so much more you would think that you know you would take people in America because it is a uniquely American art form right. they would have a they would have a high regard for it but they look at you like you're fucking soggy the dunk tank clown right. well, they're, 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 they're like you're a stand up what do you want to do and I'm like I want to do stand up I mean the, the reality is the reason I don't pursue acting as such is because I, I made all my money in my 20s and 30s by directing, producing, and writing like in commercials, music videos, and all that. Right. I produced hundreds and hundreds of them, and I directed, you know, about 70. Right. And it's like, it's like other people look at stand up like that's a step to get there, and actually stand up helped me get there. Right. But now, now I'm like, you know what? I'd rather do stand up than sit in some agency meeting and listen to these people talk about some product as if what they're saying actually fucking matters. Right. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy did that. My buddy had an editing business. Just started a company called TubeStar, which is the Kickstarter campaign inside the YouTube uh, inside the the YouTube platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's killing it. He's Great. killing it. But, he's, uh, but again, he just wants to, he just wants to go do stand up comedy, man. I mean, he's got he's run two full time businesses that he's built. Really smart dude. And he goes, I guess I just want to go do stand up. Yeah. It's all pull of it, man. Yeah. Well, if it gets successful, I quit stand up for five years. Because I started getting so much work where it'd be like, oh, we need you to fly to New York tomorrow, and all of a sudden you can't see gigs. Because, you know, of course I'm going to go out and make a shit ton of money versus get my ass handed to make a stand up. And you cancel, and 
enough gigs, you can't work anymore. And then I kind of just got, I just kind of got out of it. Yeah. And then when the economy went down, well, you like, I'm getting you back. Like, well, you're doing it. You're doing it through the Edinburgh Festival. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a big platform. Very prestigious. Yeah. So uh, that's awesome. I get way more respect over there than here. Yeah. 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 No, I'm done. Thank you. I think we're all done. I think we're ready for our check too. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want anything else? No, I'm good. Thanks. Thank you. Oh yeah. Uh, I will take the whole menu. Could I actually give you everything that's on this guy? Go. Give me another short rib sandwich. Can you give me a gift card? Gift card. anything else? Gift card. Fifty dollar gift card. Um, I really didn't. I didn't mean it like that. Low rent, low budget. All right, y'all. There's no gift bag. No gift bag. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what a lot of podcasts you like. You know. Can I get a bottle of water? Oh, there's no. Oh, there's no bottle of water. Okay, that'll be fine. Uh, all right, I'm gonna hit stop. JimmyShubert.com. Uh, JimmyShubert.com. At JimmyShubert on Twitter. JimmyShubert fan page. Please you know, check me out or listen to my podcast as well. Heckle him online. He really loves. Oh, yeah. Send oh, yeah. him snarky at replies. Yeah. Leave a negative comment on one of my YouTube videos. <laughs> That was another thing I was talking about. Like, there, the firewalls are gone. The access is is complete. You can anyone can who's got a smartphone. I mean, fuck you. Like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, you said the firewalls gone. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, I always I'd like, one of my favorite thing to do is go stop projecting your hate onto my life. Stop projecting your disappointment in yourself onto my life. Okay? Your parents don't like you either. Okay? So that makes three of us. Why don't you put the gun in your mouth and chew on a large caliber round? Okay? Work on that callus on the roof of your mouth from a little revolver. Oh look, this this part this this section will actually get you a shit ton of fucking And then he said put the gun in my mouth <laughs> And then I'm on trial. I'm the next Jewish priest. <laughs> I listen to the podcast. I listen to the podcast. And he did it. He really did it. You know what I mean? You, you perpetrated a podcast. He's gonna be he's gonna make a deal for immunity. Oh. He was there. I heard I'm gonna get a book deal, dude. Uh, a book deal. A bronze I mean, is gonna turn on us. I mean you will be able to do deep deep bench over a fire hydrant after we're done serving a little time in the joint. And you know what's gonna happen? And during, during your off. trial, there's gonna be somebody in the back room with us. Traffic? <laughs> <laughs> See how it all comes around. See how it all comes around. Uh, Bronson.com and follow me on Twitter at Bronicus. And uh, hey, good luck in the good luck over there in Ingram. I love it. I'll be putting out good energy. It's my third year. It's like the best. It's the best 25 days of my year every year. Uh, that's great. That's that's fun. Fun. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that was it. Thank you again to Jimmy Schubert. Thank you to Bronson Jones. Thank you to you more than anyone else. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate your uh, your support and the uh, the messages. I get them all. It means a lot. I'm glad you guys are enjoying the show as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. Uh, new episodes come out every Saturday. Next Saturday, I'm actually uh, going to start airing. I did a couple episodes at the High Plains Comedy Festival in Denver. So, uh, but I think the one I'm going to do uh, next Saturday, I just sat in a corner at the uh, this place called Illegal Pete's, and I talked to whoever came by and spoke to me. So uh, next week's episode includes Michael Connell, uh, Chris Walsh, Nick Thune, and a bunch of other people. So I, I think you're going to enjoy that. 
In the meantime, uh, find us at Grabbing Lunch on Twitter, uh, grabbinglunch.com, or facebook.com slash grabbinglunch. Okay, I'm Matt Kennington. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you.